Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars, and this week, the size of road signs. did a zigclap on camera a couple of days ago and it was minus one. Oh. and i didn't want to wear gloves to make it look like it was so obviously brass monkeys but again it was i felt like such a puss i did it and then and then realized i'd sort of hurt my hands after clapping <laughs> <laughs> a clapping injury yeah but like it wasn't even a strong clap I just I feel like if I'd been in a film set Tom Hardy would have just walked in and punched me clean the face you know the, when your face is really cold so a punch would have hurt three times more than a normal punch yeah and then I would have had to have taken the day off because my face hurt so much I was, why, I was like you weak idiot what I just why do you just wear gloves don't be a hero it's like there's no shame in wearing gloves do you know do you know the truth of the reason why I didn't wear gloves you forgot I was, gloves. No, I was reviewing a BMW and the only gloves I had near me were Audi, free Audi gloves that I got about 10 years ago. <laughs> well, and I, I, mean, I don't want to wear free Audi gloves reviewing a BMW. It just looks a bit odd, doesn't it? How do they have like big Audi logos on the back? Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could you have worn them inside out or would you have looked a bit... <laughs> a bit no, like... they're actually... Do you know what? They're actually... They're very good quality gloves, but they're a size too small for me, but I wear them anyway. So um, they're actually really good driving gloves because they're tight, but uh, less good kind of outdoorsy on a barren moors walking gloves. Right, and, and I don't know why I'm telling you this. It was not how I was expecting to start this podcast talking about overly tight free gloves, but um, <laughs> tight, tight free branded gloves. They are, and they—I can't actually Four remember more from them later. Yeah. Yes, I, th- <laughs> I think they were an Audi Q5 launch glove. Why are um, you giving away gloves? That's actually. What were they? No, they were they were the that was the Stig Blomquist um, shoot I did on my birthday that I've, I've talked about in a previous cast where I got flown in a private jet to go and film <laughs> on a frozen lake with Stig Blomquist in his group um his group B short wheelbase it was it was an epic it's just all epic is that the most lavish thing that you've ever done courtesy of a car maker it's it's up it's got to be on the podium it's got to be on the podium <laughs> it's on yeah. the podium it's definitely on the podium <laughs> There's been some daft ones. It's just one of those things where when, when you're on the spot, you can you can't always remember them. But yeah, there's been some. Yeah, I mean, oh, that one like, we did. That one we remember did. remember when we went to Pebble Beach. Yes, the Pebble Beach one was must have been really expensive, mustn't it? Really expensive, and also I did write, I think, an Evo column about it. So what? That was the extent so, of the so coverage that I gave to that. I mean, we were away for like a week. I was just about to say, it felt, <laughs> like a, it felt like a week's holiday that I just happened to do with you. Yeah. Is that what it, it was? was? Well, it was, wasn't it? Because we had such a nice time. But, I mean, ultimately, it was... Lovely, it lovely felt, time. It felt just like a holiday. And we were there, and you were there, and Ian Callum was there, and... It was uh, brilliant. brilliant. Can we do it again? I think it was ten years ago. I think it was a decade ago. Were there any other journalists on that trip? There must have been. Yeah, yeah, there were. It was, there. wasn't just you and I and and <laughs> and Jaguar. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, hang on. I, I mean, well, anyway. I know we've talked about this event before because this event was actually the birth of Smith and Sniff, effectively, with the with the then new um, iPhone that you had. And the golf, the stolen golf buggy, and getting stuck on the beach trying to do some sort of Thomas Crown affair reenactment. Have we actually told this story? I don't we even have. Know if we have. Yeah, we this have, is the problem. We? We're turning into people that repeat the same stories. Now, yeah. I, I'm very aware of 
I don't want to be that guy that only has sort yeah. of ten stories that he just circulates. <laughs> well, it happens, doesn't it? I just, I mean, there's not a story I can tell about anything in my life that won't cause my wife to touch gently because she's heard them all before. It's like <laughs> forcing her to watch reruns of something that she's already watched. I know what happens here. Yeah, know this bit as well. Oh, yeah. oh, he's, oh, okay, he's done this slightly differently this time, but it's still the same fucking <laughs> story. Is it like watching um, anything with Steven Seagal in? Uh, yes, sort of, yes. You just your only barometer of what era of film it is is really just how much work he's had done to his face. But it's the it's working out whether the hair is either real, real coloured, um, how, <laughs> how 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 large how large he's become. But if you just remove all of that and just go, the shit starts to get fun when the knife comes out and the knife gets turned backwards. Don't you think? Yeah, because backwards knife fighting is. So much better than forwards knife fighting. And I, yeah, I, I don't yeah, like knife yeah. fighting anyway because I sort of I get a bit sort of tense and clammy because knives are too intimate compared to guns. Guns you can <laughs> be, you could be at an opposite end of a field and just start firing off at one another, but knives you've got to be close. Yes, it's I know what you mean. Intimate, intimate, intimate situation, but not not the right kind of intimate. I would suggest. No, I mean basic instinct with the ice pick was sort of that's the problem. It's it's that sexy then also death. I don't like that. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about not. that. I was it's what? It's grisly, isn't it? There's a bit in that that's quite grisly with the ice pick. Yeah, I was doing. I was doing. I went down a sort of lotus um, wormhole the other day, the other week, and I, I think I might have even messaged you on WhatsApp <laughs> about it. But yeah, I ended up watching a couple of clips of Basic Instinct. Not those. Yeah. Not those ones, but the, some other one. other ones involving Michael Douglas going to a nightclub and looking uncomfortable. But, um, <laughs> with a very deep V <laughs> that's very, all I remember incredibly deep, deep, deep V on your sweater and no and t-shirt I, underneath you just go what are you doing yeah and I'm pretty sure we've talked about his car that he drives <laughs> he drives in basic instinct the, the Mustang but um, yeah it's just <sighs> I went to see basic instinct at the cinema did you did you really yeah yeah, well, oh, I think we well. were in sixth form. We were in sixth form at that point. We must have been. Hang on, you so saw all of that on see. the big screen. You saw the, yeah. the smut and the lotus. And the ice pick through the head. Yeah, ice pick all through that. the, the face. Does the lotus crash? Yeah, she does crash the lotus. Does, doesn't she? She sort yeah. of sticks I it think, off a coast road. Do you know what? Isn't she, like, intentionally drink driving? Possibly. On American oh. films, they always do, though, don't they? And TV shows. I'm not sure it's you need to add the word films there, but you it's don't. just well, yeah, America. I know it's just nuts, isn't it? It's, it's, I, I used to. I, I think it's got better, but I remember when I was um, going to Los Angeles quite a bit uh, for work, and also because that's where my wife lived when I first met her. And I would get a cab to go and meet people at a bar or something, and then you'd be leaving, and everyone would be like, "Where's your car?" And I'd be going. It's back where I'm staying because we've been having a drink, and they'd be looking at me like, "What's wrong with you? And I'd be like, What's wrong with you? We've all had like five beers, and now now you're just going to get the valley to bring your car around. It just doesn't feel right. right. Oh, you're offering me a lift home? Okay, fine, I'll, I'll accept. <laughs> I'll take my chances. <laughs> but, but it's it's bizarre. But it's that thing where yeah, there's, always in American movies that the, the the central character is drinking heavily in a bar because they're heartbroken or something, and they they knock down like seventeen whiskeys. It's always straight. It's always straight. Always, it's always straight, straight whiskey, spirits. Yeah. Hey, hit me another one with a real then, yeah, with a real kind of like wince after each gulp. Yeah, yeah, you get a teammate. Not surprised you're wincing, and um, and then uh, and then suddenly the plot requires them to go and uh, go and see their ex-wife, so they just get in the car. It's like, um, weren't you just drinking heavily? Is that not sort of problematic in any way? Okay, fine. Um, anyway, what were we saying? I don't um, know. Well, fine. oh, do you know what I wanted to say? Since we're bef- we're say what you want to say, Richard. Say what you want to say. Say what you want to say. Do it. See it. Say it. Sort it. See it, say it, look, guys. Which is what look, drug dealers guys, on listen. train platforms always say. See what? it, say it, sort it. What are you talking about? I don't know. I've had too many coffees okay. in short succession. I feel like I'm overboosting. I, so. I was just going to say that last week Spotify let people um, sort of see their most listened to music and podcasts from the last year. And uh, we had a load of people messaging us on various uh, bits of social media saying um, oh, that yeah, we, we were did. their we number did. one podcast. Listen, so I wanted to say thank you to everyone 
who listen yeah. to us more than... I mean, there were some troubling stats in there because people were sharing screenshots of the Spotify page that tells you this. And some people had listened to hours and hours. Presumably, they must have listened to episodes more than once. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say this. You know, it, it gives you your total number of minutes um, listened to of that person or that thing. And I was bombarded, like you were, with um, people kind of saying, "Oh, I've, I've I've enjoyed this year. Thanks, guys." And here's here's your sort of summary of of podcasting. I need to say a shout, or we need to say a shout out for t- to two people who I think are um, the most uh, the the biggest listeners of 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 Smith and Sniffer. I, I, I don't know when I say biggest, I don't mean I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking Stephen Seagal kind of dimensions. Um, I'm talking about. Um, that they obviously are very enthusiastic. And one of them isn't even old enough to drive yet. I found this out. What? There's a chap called Joe in Dorset. Joe, mm. you're 16. You are, I think, our our biggest, um, our most enthusiastic listener. I'm just going to quickly go onto my phone because I had to make a note of the amount of minutes he's listened. Oh, really? Oh, it's, it's huge. It's huge, well, now, Rich. Conversely... Um, a friend of mine, friend of ours actually, someone you know, um, messaged me last week and uh, said that his dad had been listening to the podcast and um, had a um, a lawnmower resto mod story he wanted to share with us at some point. Lawnmower resto mod, yeah, lawnmower resto mod. It's, oh. uh, it's, it's it involves a racing motorbike engine, apparently. What? Um, yeah, but his dad is eighty four. So, I mean, how, um, how could this possibly go wrong? What <laughs> racing? I don't know. Well, anyway, I, this is great. If you're listening again, Mr. Barnard, um, please do share your story or get your boy Tom to to um, write it down and send it to us. But um, yeah, 84 years old. So uh, I I think our demographics broader than we expected. If we're, if we're sort of covering the 16 to 84 range, 16 to 84 is amazing, isn't it? It's broader than I would have thought. Yeah. I assumed everyone was about forty something, and therefore, I mean, uh, so no, no, apparently your man, not. Your no. man here, Joe, is presumably constantly having to Google the fall guy and stuff like that, and go, "What are they on about now?" Well, this is God what I was sake. thinking. So, Joe, sixteen in Dorset. I've just looked him up. He's on Instagram as Mark Two Polo nineteen ninety because last year, oh that when, guy, yes, yeah, last yeah. year when he was fifteen, him and his dad bought together a Mark Two Polo, obviously, hence the mm. moniker, and they've been doing it up in preparation for him um, getting his provisional license. So it's really cool. Uh, and I said nice. to him, yeah, I've owned a couple of Mark Two Polos, but I've just looked it up. He streamed on Spotify. 28,439 minutes of us talking utter dog mud, um, which is just <laughs> unbelievable, I've got to say. And so I need to say a huge thank you to him. I need to say a huge thank you to Rob Seister from Hertfordshire, who, who streamed something Rob like... Rob who? Seister. Well, C-Y-S-T-E-R. That'd be Keister or Seister? Ooh, Seister? I would, I'm going to go with Seister, which Kister. actually... Seister, Seister. It sounds like a, 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 one of those strangely self-funded hypercars from the nineties. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I yeah. like that about it. So, Rob, the you, Seister V eighteen. That's right. Only made one, and it caught fire. That's right. With six turbos, um, yeah. Rob, <laughs> yeah. and, and only only two of them worked. The others were just faux right. show. Um, Rob, you you streamed over thirteen thousand minutes of Smith and Sniff, you madman, and so did a chap called Epsom Green Defender, uh, who I'm, I'm presuming has an Epsom Green Defender, but uh, or he's from Epsom and he drives a Green Defender. But anyway, I just want to say that that's just three people out of quite a few who have um, got in contact and, and messaged us on social media, and and so and so thanks very much. I mean, I feel a bit guilty, frankly. That is a huge amount of minutes. That's You've listened yeah, to us more than I reckon you've listened to your partner. If yes. you have a partner. <laughs> All right. Well, now, given the number of devices in our homes these days that can theoretically listen in, I wonder if Google will start publishing stats of how much you've talked to or listened to your partner. Oh, yeah. Um, which, uh, it, it, well, I mean, I, I have this debate with my wife because she... Uh, she's always freaked out by we've got one of those apple home pods in our kitchen 
yeah plays music and stuff yeah and unfortunately our daughter's name can be confused by the home pod for us saying hey siri and um and it suddenly goes yes i'm listening what hey and um <laughs> my wife gets freaked out and goes it's just listening to us it's just listening to us and telling apple what we're up to and i went it doesn't though because Apple well, don't need to sell our data because they are incredibly rich because all their laptops cost over a grand. But I guess they could still be using it for other purposes, even though they don't need to sell it to advertisers. But, I mean, Google and Amazon and all that lot, God knows what they're up to. Do you know what? If They, they probably are all listening. I go through days of worrying about it, and I go through days of going, do you know what? If you are listening, I'm going to start just sending you over some absolute dirt. I'm going to just verbally trebuchet <laughs> Yeah. A load of absolute <laughs> confusing audible mess to you, <laughs> like, like a Travis Perkins bag full of horse pictures. <laughs> yes, exactly. Flinging it over to Google HQ with a trebuchet. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'll be that guy. Look, I'll be that guy that someone put um, some some local council put a uh, speed ramp outside your house and in the middle of the night you're like I'm not having this and you get and you get your ex army jacket on of course army surplus jacket on you go and borrow your mate's uh, JC shut, shut the doberman indoors no Sadie not now <laughs> you, you're like I'm not, I'm not having this so three in the morning you borrow Len down the road who's got a nice JCB obviously you work mm-hmm. with him you're a grounds worker I'm making all this up by the way horrible stereotypes and um and you just you just gouge it up, don't you? And then you you tip it into a trailer and take it to your local council office and put it in their car park and go. Yeah. Job done. There we go. Having sort tipped of. off the local paper first, obviously. Tip off the local paper. Yeah. Um. Of course. Disgruntled local fencing contractor wreaks havoc in yeah. council car park with smashed speed bump caper. I think with off the cuff um writing skills like that you could um you could write some of Rod Stewart's next songs judging by what, <laughs> what he's brought out recently which is, is so offensive to me. It's, it's so <laughs> awful. It's so happy and vanilla. I like the way that Rod Stewart's new material really riles you up. Oh, it's, it's, it's it, honestly it, it makes me clench my fists like Smith, Tom Hardy and Bronson. If you've watched that film, you know you can hear them clicking, and he just starts to tense up like a piece of stone. And he's like, "I'm gonna fucking do you, Oi, Stuart. You used to have the world at your feet. You had all the supercars, you had all the ladies, you had all the houses, and maybe that's what it is. He peaked so early. Now he's so damn happy and settled, but can't leave the studio. Has to go back to the studio to record stuff. And it's like, please, Rod, don't. I'd actually rather." You just sang about a Toyota picnic for the sake of it. You walk past one one day, you've never heard of one, you've never looked at one, and you go, oh, oh what's this, a Toyota picnic? But look, so I'm going to write a song about Seven seats in the boot, it was hard to say because they were folded away. <laughs> um, you know, your idea of, of um, throwing Amazon or Google off the scent yeah. by just talking about random things is like when... Um, Club cards used to be big business. Club you cards, know, a super, a supermarket reward card, whatever they were called. I've still got one in a, in my in my wallet, but I don't really know what it's for. Yeah, it's like I found in my wallet. I realised I still got an Oyster card, you know, for going on um, transport in London. And of course, you don't need them anymore because you just swipe your card. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably one of those things where, um, again, if you're security conscious, you wouldn't do that because you know people can track you. But um, I suddenly went, I looked at it and went, God, what an artefact that's suddenly become. And it feels like it was only recently that they were a thing. But um, yeah, well, I, when club cards and, and loyalty cards were, were a, a, you know big news, I always thought, I don't want Tesco or Sainsbury's building a profile of me based on what I buy. So what I'm going to do is every so often I'm just going to throw them a curveball and then they'll be looking at it going, right, so he bought a bag of sprouts, some nappies and four tonnes of topsoil. What's he up to? And um, oh, yeah. I never get, did. Get a load of bark chippings from Lidl that you don't even need. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, so he's buying balsamic vinegar, uh, self-tapping screws and 19 metres of tinsel yeah, and back when in, all engine oil was really cheap, you know, you could get like a no-name engine oil from a supermarket. You just go, oh look, 
He's got 12 litres of, of no-name um, zero 30-weight oil. What's he going to do with that? What, like, and, he, and he buys that every two weeks. Is he a taxi driver that's yeah. just doing turbo oil changes all the time? He buys every two weeks, but it's like last time he bought it along with some prawns and some cotton buds and yeah. a signed photograph of Bob Holness, which is, <laughs> just can't get an angle on this guy at all. Well, hang on. What? You get a signed photo of Bob Holness from your local Morrison's. Where are you going? No, no. It was uh, Holness. Uh, Holness had got um, a Holness Tesco exclusive. Back. Holness, yeah. So if you went to a big Tesco, you could find signed Holness. Did he get it from Lakeland? Lake- Lakeland's one of those oh, places. Oh, that's so much I, I, more I never on brand, go to Lakeland, it? but I quite like the, the... Because it sounds like an 80s American SUV, Yeah. not it? Oh, yeah, yes. it's the new Dodge it's the Lakeland. Chevrolet Lakeland, yes. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. The GMC Lakeland. New, new now. <laughs> hey, Get the 89 94. Lakelands are in. Yeah. in It's new for 94, isn't it, Richard? Even yeah. though it's very similar to <laughs> the 93 one by the look of very it. Very soft, very soft exterior styling in that 90s way that the Americans went very big on for a bit and then probably regretted. Oh, there was no tautness to any of it. And those alloys, it's those alloys that I get quite upset about that are just so soft and neutral and they're not defined at all. Those American cars are like the clay model wasn't made of clay. It was made of soap and then they ran it under the tap for quite a while and then went, we're done. There you go. No, Mm, it's smooth. It was was made, no, it was was a blancmange. They'd set a blancmange and then they'd put a mobile radiator very close to it and then started playing (laughs) Diamonds and Pearls by Prince. And it all just suddenly, ah, oh. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's got very that. relaxed. I've listened very to Diamonds and, and Pearls three times this week, Richard. Have you? Yeah, because I just suddenly realised it's a flipping cool song, and it's quite hmm. quite chilled out. Not one of my favourite. It's not. Prince it's songs. not. A, it's not like Prince's best work. But in the mood I've been in this week, it's it's helped me. So I've done three. I've done three helpings of it. Ah, huh. yeah. Interesting. Whilst whilst eating um, natural vanilla yogurt, (laughs) (laughs) do do you know what I've actually just realised? You know, you were talking about those store cards that yeah don't really exist anymore, or maybe they do. I don't bloody know. I think I've got one from um, from a fuel a fuel company in my wallet. I know I've I've just suddenly got FOMO, thinking, have I got enough points to like get? I don't know, like a Shell Gilet. And, and I've yeah. been missing out. And, and the weather's gone bloody cold, as you know. I could yeah. be benefiting from an oil company nothing, gilet. Nothing would set off your Audi gloves more fetchingly than a shell gilet. <laughs> <laughs> bloody love that. I'd quite also, like, I quite like that. I need to have a look. You're on, you're, you're on YouTube. You can't let Harry Metcalf corner the gilet market on YouTube. You need to, you need to get a bit of the old gillet action going on there my friend well i know it's been talked about before but i don't do the thin gilet it has to be has to be if i'm going to do a body warmer it's a body warmer i was going to say or, you're describing a body warmer right? you're full back to the future spec i body i'm warmer. back to the future it's like it has to be it has to be significantly padded looking i'm not interested in one that just looks like just looks like it's been made using amazon packaging you know i'm not i'm not interested <laughs> in that it's just Why not- don't you go full Dane Bowers spec body warmer where it's it's like absolutely enormous because they're using it to disguise the fact that he's carrying a bit more timber than the rest of the band. Well, I, I'm carrying a bit more timber than the rest of my band at the moment, <laughs> so maybe he was. <laughs> I think I think a COVID timber body warmer is maybe on my Christmas list. I think I might have to quickly <laughs> hang on a minute. It's my notepad here. I'm just going to bloody write that down. Hang on. Yeah, I've been. COVID. Um, it does sound like a John Peel session, but that anyway. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next in session, COVID timber body warmer. <laughs> COVID timber body warmer. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I might get one as Steve well. Lam- if Steve, Steve Lamack would put one of those on it, it would be three times his width. <laughs> Steve Lamack. He's a narrow a track man. I'm a, man. I'm a narrow a- track guy, uh, as much as I don't want to be. If if I've got any hang-ups about my body, it's my narrow track, I'd say. Not, I, I didn't say just... tracked, I said track. No. Because <laughs> that's different. Uh, um, that's internal. Uh, I don't... I mean... Yeah, you're just, you're just slender. I wouldn't say you're narrow tracked. I mean, I've never met Stoif Lamac, but he always looks to me like he is sort of, you know, painfully thin. But then uh, uh, someone I know used to work with him in the 90s. And back then, I think he's probably, you know, 
changed a bit now because he's he's not a, a, as young as he was. But back in the nineties, in his heyday, when he was doing the evening session still on Radio <laughs> One, he used to. Um, my friend said he used to just go to gigs. He'd, he'd do the show and he'd just go straight to a gig every night, and he would basically just live on cider and peanuts. Cider and peanuts. Sometimes after the gig, they'd go for a curry. But oh, Steve often he would that. just he'd be like, "Oh, it's getting a bit late. I'm just going home." And he'd be like, "Steve, you've had peanuts for your dinner." It's like, well, I'm I'm worried because I'm getting sort of I've, I I put on. Well, I'm going to be honest because you know I'm honest on on the podcast. This is our little club. I, I I'm getting the muffin tops a bit on the um in in you know round down 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 below. So, <laughs> but so how I'm, far down below? Well, I'm you know around the belt line. So I'm worried that I've got a narrow track on the top on the shoulders. I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried that the the muffin tops are wider than the shoulders, which is actually what a sort of like um, a nine eleven turbo, isn't oh. it? Oh, you know, so you're I, flaring I, out. At yeah, the back. I'm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm a 70s nine eleven turbo, but not in a good way. Do you want to get on the Carrera program, which I, is I, just uh, just narrow bodies? I do. Well, I want. I, want, I still want to be two wheel drive, but I, I, I want a wide body. Top and bottom, almost. So, oh, so you want to flare your front arches? I want to flare the front arches, but I want to—I keep it two-wheel drive. Okay. Yeah, if that's okay with you and yeah. everyone on that. Well, side uh, yeah. Things. I mean, you're almost sort of—you're you, aiming for some kind of nine-five-nine effect, really. There, aren't you? Which nine-five-nine. <laughs> but that sounds like good. a workout I mean, program. Do you know what? That's, yeah, that's, Johnny that's, Smith's nine-five-nine. Oh, if I was if I was American <laughs> and chiselled, and I called it Johnny's nine-five-nine. Everyone would go, what's the 959? And it would always almost be like this mysterious sort yeah, of calorie killing. Mean, oh, it's a, it's a yeah. It's oh, you've got to do the 959. Oh, yeah. So well, they, good. Do they say 959 in, in the US? Or like they say 747 for the <clears throat> jumbo jet. Oh, they do. And the 356 Porsche, which I can't stand. It, uh, again, do they say 356? Yeah, they, 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 they often say So 944 then? No, it, no, it's just 356. But yet, I'm okay with 911. We don't say the Porsche 911. No. But yet, 356 just sounds wrong. I'm being a petty tosser, Hang aren't on, I? I need to go and like, I need to go. I need to get off, get off this train, don't I? Now I can't remember what I say. Well, everyone... 356. 356 is the is the first Porsche, really. I mean, everyone calls it that. But nobody calls a 911 a 911 because A, emergency, and B, boy yeah. band. <laughs> yes. So therefore... <laughs> So and then and we've gone right back to the the chubby gilet, haven't we? Uh, yeah. In fact, well, what were they? No, because the, Dane Bowers was in another breakfast. <clears throat> I think wasn't that his band? That, <laughs> were, um, um, like that. Another level was um, it? Another level? I don't it was know. another level. Yeah. I actually could. I, do you know I, what? If you put a pistol to my head, I couldn't name another level song. I couldn't. It's a I weird just, kidnapping situation where that's that's happening but yeah name and um, name and another level i can't i, I swear can't, please I i've got kids you know what would be be um, master gone completely wrong yes yeah. oh, so where ken's allowed to have a loaded weapon <laughs> changes the changes the dynamic quite dramatically ken's allowed he's had no sleep for a week pre- previous to the quiz he's got a well, shotgun because yeah, he's got seven babies at home he's got a sh- he? yes he's got a shotgun He's got ammunition and he's been sleeping in his car the night before and he's quite annoyed and upset. And you've, and you've just given you just you're just given him eight eight thumbs of whiskey at quarter to eleven in the morning and he's like he's getting he's, he's out he's out of control now. It's all gonna kick off. <laughs> and you you're not doing very well in the quiz. To people that have never what heard this quiz, this will not make any sense. Or Dane Bowers or no. um Possibly most of the stuff well, we've poor talked old, about so far on the podcast. Poor old Joe is probably just going. Sixteen-year-old Joe's like this is. He's underneath his Mark II polo, going. Jesus, this is bollocks. What you doing? Try and remember all of these things to Google them later. It's too many references. It's far Dave too many. Bowers, was it? <laughs> Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's not David Bowie. Nothing to do with David Bowie. <laughs> it sounds like a, a terrible tribute act, Dave Bowers. Um, I was, was going to say. What were you going to talk about? I don't know. I feel like I'm on a I'm on a, an, a, an inflatable sun lounger and I'm in the sea and I've suddenly looked up and realised that the coast is a very very long way away. Oh, off, I, terrible I, offshore breeze, cruise control. The only thing I was going to say is that advertising sort of that you know that thing where people get a bit freaked out and I've had it happen where you you're just idly talking about something like you just go no you know maybe we should get a new shed I like a new shed yeah it'd be good to have a new shed and then suddenly you're on Instagram and there's adverts for sheds and it's a bit spooky. 
But I've bought two things because of being advertised them on Instagram. Not because I was talking about them, just there were some shoes that they kept advertising to me. In the end, I went, oh, fine, I'll fucking buy them then. And they're really good, and I'm glad I did. And I've just bought a jumper that they kept advertising to me on Instagram. So it works, or I'm a sucker. What about if they start advertising sawn-off flutes? You know, we talked yeah. about the sawn off recorders. You know, sort of the murky end. Ooh. The murky end of the uh, of the musical instrument. Your WhatsApp picture that you sent to me a few days ago. Oh, the flute shop. Has me, you actually found a flute centre in London. It's just... No, do you know, the tragic thing is what I didn't tell you is the sign is there, but the shop is gone. The shop has closed. Oh, bollocks. It's on... Um, it's, for people who know, it's on Warren Street in, in London. It's, it's you know, quite a well-known street. And um, We should have a gathering there at some point. before. Can you Actually, a, can, we, can we buy the sign? We could probably steal it. No one's looking. Can, should we go and steal the sign? Should we do some vigilante <laughs> de-signing? <laughs> Just, what, the, there's nobody there. When I say de-signing, I don't mean designing. <laughs> it's, it's different. Is de-signing the same as designing? Is you can, I, I, de- it's spelt the <laughs> same. It's got a hyphen in it. Oh yeah, um, very important. The one. sign, the sign for you put it on um, on somewhere on social media, didn't you? But uh, it, I, it, the sign says "All Flutes Plus." That was the name of the shop. But it's what's written underneath that was the bit that made me stop and take a photo to send to you. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant because underneath, in in sort of lovely, delicate italic font, it says, "Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite." of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The definitive flute centre. <laughs> I like the fact, and I w- we will put this picture up again. Um, I like the fact that the 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 logo is a very fast-drawn, almost kind of um, fountain pen uh, logo. The sort of thing that a, an accomplished artist would do whilst on the phone to somebody. But also, well, just a doodle. Yeah, yeah. a doodle. It's, and I, I've zoomed in uh, it with a view to stealing this sign because the shop doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Um, stainless steel bracketry and Allen Allen bolts. So I'm going to. I I'm just to zoomed be... in on the on the fixings myself. We're, we're, we are a pair of we're a pair Alan of strokers. Keys. We're a pair of absolute just, strokers. I've got f- loads of frigging Allen keys here. So have I. We'll just take the whole bag of Allen keys. Shall we? Should we do? Should we do it? That and, can be our uh, Christmas present to ourselves. I'll put it up in my office or my garage, flute scent. It'll be the now. A word to the wise, though. What? Something I've noticed about signs is that they are bigger than you think, because obviously they're attached to stuff, and they have to be big to draw attention or to do their job. Yeah. And then when you take them away from where they're normally doing their job, and, yeah. and say put them inside a room, I bet you'll find that sign is frigging massive and takes over the entire room. I said this to my wife when we ordered a ha- we ordered a house sign a new house sign to be made because ours kind of rotted and fell apart and none of the delivery drivers could find our house. So when my wife was ordering one, um, we had a bit of a, a, a disagreement of what size is right. And I said, "Well, hang on a minute. You're going to have vans going past at forty, forty five miles an hour, looking. Bearing in mind it's a thirty, where I live." Um, and I said, it's, gonna be, it's got to be big. It's got to be big and it's got to be bold. Otherwise, you'll just drive past it. In exactly the same way, have you, have you ever stopped and looked at, next to a motorway sign? 
Oh my god! Oh, they're, they're massive. They're, they're bigger than your house. They're huge. I always imagine it. It would be like what would happen if you were able to go up and stand next to a dinosaur. You'd suddenly go, <laughs> "Fuck me!" Oh, or allowed to climb inside like a, Big a, Ben's face. Yes, Big Ben's yeah, clock yeah, the face. Clock, but yes, you just go. Well, it looks like it's probably about oh, I don't know, fifteen feet across. And then you get close and go, "Jesus That's Christ!" Massive. It's like standing on a football pitch up here. It's, it's yeah, it's no motorway it's signs ridiculous. are wow. They're like the you know the brontosauruses <clears throat> of of the sign world. Oh, and I love them, and especially like the brown ones with the with the with the flower next to them for an apparent tourist attraction. Yeah, but they tend to be quite a bit smaller, don't they? They tend to be sort of standalones. I'm talking about one that that has to sort of decode, you know, a major motorway junction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've bought a few. There is a there's a company in Manchester that sells real signs like that and you can really? order them yeah I've ordered a few before they're actually they're expensive but they're incredibly well made I've ordered them for, for friends birthdays um, oh. as, you, as you would do <laughs> yeah. as a normal person does but yeah um, they're massive like really big you can buy a 70 mile an hour circular sign and it's about 6 feet diameter it's absolutely huge oh it's huge. Oh, it's yeah. massive. But, but it doesn't look it as you're driving past it, does it? That's the thing. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I ordered one, and it was significantly bigger when it arrived. Yeah, and now I know why the postage costs so much. Because <laughs> massive. Oh, a thousand pounds to post. Oh, I see. <laughs> it weighs a load, and it's massive. Basically like having a table delivered, isn't it? But without legs. Actually, that'd be quite good, wouldn't it? Have a garden table made from a 70-mile-an-hour sign. I think it'd be great. Or... Um, you could use it as a fixed sail for a small boat. Uh, might be a little <laughs> bit top-heavy, <laughs> as soon as I've said that. Do you remember a few months, years ago, whenever it was, that the, suddenly they were auctioning off a load of... Um, or auctioning off... Oh, auctioning, you, um, yes, auction, yeah. If you prefer. Uh, they were auctioning off a load of uh, the assets of Bristol cars. And yes. I discovered with huge excitement that the original lettering off the showroom in Kensington, the famous malfunctioning Bristol Cars sign that you, used to make it look like it said Bisto Arse on occasion. Yeah. They were for sale. <laughs> and they were not cheap, but I thought, oh my God, being able to have a recreation of Bisto Arse in your house. And then I looked at them and went, hang on a minute, they're frigging huge. I bet Where would I massive. put them? There's not a wall in our house that would be big enough to correctly arrange them. So I didn't bid. I, how, I, bet, I bet they went for big coin, though. I bet they went yeah, for I big Yeah, I don't know. Coin. I was trying to convince James May to do it because James, I think, was the one who coined the Bisto arse thing in the first place. And, I, and he always used to, he and I used to cackle <laughs> with laughter at when the, the sign said something ludicrous because the, the lights were always failing in one or more of the <laughs> And I tried to convince him to to buy it instead. He could because, have bought um, it, and then you could have had wired up um, individual letters that you could have switched yeah. and switched off, probably with a phone app nowadays. So it would, yes. it, it could spell anything you want. So you could just sit there exactly. and have a few drinks on your own one evening in your basement or in your shed, and it it would just be like a silly boys' game, wouldn't it? Well, the guy who latterly owned Bristol, Toby Silverton, I went to interview him once for Evo. And he said that that's the reason why the sign, the letters were always going out randomly, was because the way it was wired was unbelievably complicated. And basically, sort of every letter was on its own circuit. And it was an absolute headache for anyone who tried to come and just simplify it and make it one simple light that went through everything. So it wasn't the bulbs failing, it was the whole shebang just playing up. Like, you know, the fuse box was tripping individual letters. But he did also say, "Oh, if it's um, if it says something good with some of the letters missing, we just leave it for a bit because it makes us laugh as well." <laughs> I love that. I love that about it. Yeah, the all of the Bristol stuff. Yeah, kind of sat there gathering dust, and it's disappeared off to collectors somewhere. I guess. Well, it? a friend of ours, someone else we know, has bought the um, moulds to make the uh, scale models of the fighter. Really. Hmm. Bloody I don't know what I'm supposed to say that. He's working on it at the moment. but I love that because it's, it's Jason Plato's f- favourite um, saying is, oh, you fighter, when he's properly like getting under the skin of a car um, on it, on a track. He always goes, oh, <laughs> really? you fighter. Yeah, he always, he, it's, it's, 
he always says all oh, your fighter and but I don't know if he's ever ah. driven a Bristol fighter I feel like I should arrange for him to drive a Bristol yeah. fighter and just say the same thing over and over again <laughs> <laughs> but you say it with different intonation to decide whether you like that element of the car or whether yeah. you don't oh your fighter 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 talking of speed limit signs yes are you like me a a connoisseur of the occasional non-standard speed limit sign that you see like not not one that someone's made they seem to be they're official there's one not far from here there's a 50 sign on a main road not far from here yeah and it's 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 just off spec the 50 is too small what is the font not quite right they've got yeah it's just off and i don't know you just see them every so often where you just go what did someone cocked up the order on this one? I always feel like it's the kind of thing that would warrant its own Instagram account or something or Twitter. I if think could be bothered. Is it? Is it like? And I know we've talked about this before. Is it a bit like those aftermarket um, badges for the back of a car, which isn't yes. quite the right font that people put things like turbo and GTR and other bollo- yeah. other bollocks. On the back you could buy them sort about. of. You can buy ready-made ones, can't you, from Halfords? Or you certainly used to be able to, because there was a there was a a, a sport one that was used to crop up all over the place. Sports, that's and right. Looked, generic sports. Generic sport, as generic as as those sport socks that I bought. I love those. I wore them um, a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Yeah, they're actually I quite, worn mine for a while. They're quite comfortable. Um, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Surprisingly decent socks, yep. considering they were bought from a Welsh supermarket for about three quid for a pack of three. <laughs> do, do you know what? I've just realised. Call me a thick shit, um, but I've only just realised that the word transport has spot in it. That's. I mean, yes. that, that's quite fascinating, isn't it? Is spot. it? Well, do you? I mean, if you think of the word transport, you don't think of sport. But yeah. So if you had if you wrote transport as a Bristol cars sign, at some point inevitably the wiring would malfunction and you might end up with just a sign that said sport. I would flash the tran on and off. And it reminds me of Trans World Sport on early satellite television when I used to go around to people's houses oh, who had yeah. satellite and used to have Trans World Sport. Now maybe some listeners will remember this, and maybe it still exists, I don't blimmin' know. But Transworld Sport is where you used to get all the oddball... You used to see things like tractor pulling and um, that mad skiing discipline, which involves a gun, which I've forgotten the name of, where you have to do some skiing and then some oh, shooting. Yes. And it's like a winter yeah, sport yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, what is that called? It's yeah, and they used to do things like freestyle motocross, the early days of freestyle motocross. Um, um, what is that called? Because there's Langlaufing is cross-country <clears throat> skiing, isn't it? But yeah, what's the one where you have to stop and you have to get your rifle off your back and do some target practice? Um, um, it's all very. Oh, is it biathlon? It could yeah. be. The biathlon is a winter sport that combines cross country skiing and rifle shooting. Natural bedfellows. Um, I, feel, I feel like I, th- I feel like winter sports. Um, the person <laughs> presenting winter sports should have a bright white, very very puffy gilet. Um, oh, sorry, yes. body warmer, <laughs> not gilet. It, and we're almost, because of the time of year that we're getting into now, but what with the advent calendars starting to creak open, um, yeah. I feel like we're, we're almost at E17 coat territory, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I've actually worn my E17 coat last weekend. Did you? What, when, yeah, when, it was a, when the weather went properly mental? It was, yeah. When it, it, the temperature dropped, it was very cold. I took my boy to rugby and... Um, it was he was he kept coming over and complaining that he was cold and I was like no nonsense it's fine just run about you'll be okay whilst I stood there in this coat that was his full arctic circle spec meets Brian Harvey in a, a flurry of artificial snow in a pop video did and, you um, did in the back of your in the back of your head did you hear that the beginning bit with the sort of the piano and the kind of thunder the thunder yeah. the thunder Stainer, um, Stainer, as we've as, as we've established before, they're not saying Stainer; they're saying Stainer. And I'd be really pissed <laughs> off if I'd stained my white, bright uh, ski coat because it would be really hard to get out, wouldn't it? Oh God, yeah, it's not practical, is it? It's also, quite honestly, unless you are a spy or something, yeah, you don't want a white coat in a snowy environment, do you? Because if you fall over, no one's going to find you. 
You want? Oh, I mean, on. I should add my E17 coat is only an E17 coat because it's got sort of big furry trimmed hood. It's not white. It's oh, green. it's not bright white. It's not kind of no. cartridge paper. What did you think I was, white. I was thinking st- you did. standing on a rugby pitch in North London in a bright white coat? Well, I didn't want to say anything, but I thought it could be... doves coming out every time I open it. <laughs> but it could have been, I don't know, a Range Rover launch coat or something from 2006. No. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure I've got any freebie clothes anymore. I used to have a Suzuki fleece that was quite a good fleece lovely and warm but it was very much a working at home fleece it was not you know i wouldn't wear it out unless i had to well i i've got I a bit i've still else. got a do you know what hang on a minute just one second it's just behind me in a cupboard hang on what <laughs> you're listening to smith and sniff yeah i've got it. one podcast for men getting things out of cupboards Whatever it is. bloody hell Go on. I totally forgot I've got this. I've got, and I think it came around the same time as the Audi gloves. I've, I don't. I've only worn it once. I've got my white Audi Le Mans twenty four hour coat. Did you ever get a white Le Mans Le Mans twenty four hour oh. Audi coat? Has it got red on it as well? But it's mainly it's got white. Red trim, yeah, and it's got r- the twenty four hour uh, you know um, logo on the breast, mm. and it's got chrome. No, sorry, brushed aluminium um, zips with the Audi logo on that look like, do you remember the brushed aluminium Audi S3, S4 door, uh, uh, wing mirrors door, door yeah. mirrors, the, the shells mm. which looked really good didn't they, they were quite classy and they kind of got mm. rid of them yeah, bloody hell I've still got it, I don't actually wear it and um, <laughs> I think I offended, that might have been the coat that I went to Le Mans, they tried to give me one and I said I didn't want it I think they were a bit offended I should give this away to a listener, shouldn't I you should, yeah. Or, I mean, is it? Is it? It's from memory. They're not very bulky, are they? It's quite a good. It's, it's sort a thin. Of it's thin. It's thin spec. Light spec, mm. but waterproof. Talking of which, I got a text message from Tiff Nadell uh, three <laughs> or four days ago, because obviously recently he 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 celebrated his seventieth birthday. Mm. I told you this, didn't I? That I decided to contact Skoda. Oh um, yes, I, I contacted Skoda UK and said, "Look, it's a bit of an in joke. It's a bit silly, but Tiff with his '90s WRC survival jacket in the boot of his car, um, it's getting a bit long in the tooth, a bit faded. Um, have you got a current World Rally jacket?" And they went, "Oh, well, it's not like a puffer jacket. It's more of a sort of thin technical fabric jacket." And I went, well, "Could I? Could, could I?" Could I get you to send one to him with a message? And I got him, I got him one sent over a, a 2021 Skoda WRC jacket. So thanks very much, that Skoda, um, with a little message from you and I, which basically oh, basically you? went the the one the, the Skoda rally jacket in your boots looking a bit old. Um, we thought you needed a new one. Happy birthday, Tiff. Yeah, and he did. He texted me back. Went. I've got the new jacket. It's not quite as warm as the old jacket, but it's really smart. Thank you. <laughs> well, they can form a sort of um, duo in his boot, can't they? Well, that's that what I was thinking. He's got jackets for all seasons. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've got a different. It's like two different cut cuts and styles of suit. You, you, they're yeah. both suits. It's just you've got to choose. Yeah, yeah, you? but you wouldn't. You know, you, you, yes, exactly. So, and I, also. Let's be honest, they're both emergency use only, aren't they? Because otherwise Tiff's going to be wearing the Carpaccio of leather. It's even at quite low temperatures. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've already had some trolling um, uh, from from Hugo Boss of like, don't you dare buy Tiff any other jacket. He has to wear the, the Boss Carpaccio of leather, um, <laughs> which is almost translucent. It's almost like a sort of uncooked prawn. <laughs> you can see the bits of you can hold it up to the light, and you can definitely see through it. Yeah, when I say an uncooked prawn, I mean like an alive prawn or um, just oh, a normal prawn, perhaps, where you can see the I, inner I workings. When when prawns are just going about their prawn business in the sea, they are very much uncooked, aren't they? The same could be said of cows. It's a bit like seeing a pig in a field. It's an uncooked pig. Yes, look at that uncooked bacon over there. What do you mean, the pig? A.K.A. a pig. <laughs> Do you know what? We've been talking mobbins all this time and we haven't even referred to the BMW XM. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean... Where do we go with this? Where do we go? I don't know. I, I'm quite I exhausted by it. I know. I'm exhausted by... And I was 
I was having a debate with um, uh, a friend of mine who also writes about cars who sort of almost, I think, felt like he didn't want to just take the predictable position of every yeah. other yeah. car fan in the world of going, oh, it's awful, it's it's terrible. And he's like, I, I, it's different. Maybe we'll, we'll grow to love it. And I think that's the thing about BMW. We got a little bit wrong-footed in the past because we mocked Chris Bangle. And in retrospect, some of the stuff he did was actually pretty good and it did modernise BMW and it got them out of a rut of sort of doing pretty much the same thing over and over again. But that said, the Bangle 7 series still looks bloody awful to my eyes and so does the 6 series, particularly the back. I can't stand that 6 series. I think the 6 has aged worse than the 7 almost. Yeah, but they're not pretty. They're not attractive. That bootlid on the 7, I can see they were trying to do something different but it just doesn't work. It's cack. The five series of that era, the E60, is is lovely. And yeah, the three the, series is, the five, is the, good. The five worked the best. The Z4 is quite interesting as well. I don't mind the Z4, but, but mm, that's the thing. But yeah. we sort of, I feel like it's only time has given us some fresh perspective on those Bangle BMWs, and you kind of go, it's sort of what they needed to do. And he was very clever and very visionary. And yes, he didn't always hit the spot, but fair play. And even the seven series and the six, they're a bit horrid, but they are pieces of a puzzle that overall makes more sense now I don't think that's the case with the XM and with what's going on with BMW design at the moment I think in fact they are just desperately trying to do things that are different but they're not different, they're just what everyone else is doing but worse I can't help thinking that the that the whole design team at BMW have got Instagram filters on their real life and they're not seeing what's really going on so there, there, <laughs> might, there might be some delusion here um, I think it's so so vulgar and so over the top and just so inflated in places where it shouldn't be inflated um i'm just i'm just i found myself sort of going beyond annoyed where i'm sort of muttering and just walking away um yeah and i'm and and i've had a few people say to me online but it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be good looking or pretty to be to be interesting and i'm like absolutely if you look at the cars i like and buy I like cars mm. that aren't necessarily attractive. They're just interesting. But I think there's sort mm. of there's some cohesive design loose rules. Yeah. It just like the way what constitutes a catchy song or a good song. There are some elements to it that kind of work. The the, yeah. the XM which is a is 700 horsepower plug-in hybrid, isn't it? Yeah. With the V8. V8. It's. It's. Just, I think it's just got. And I've been driving around in the BMW iX this week, and and I've been sort of struggling with that as a complete package. But um, the XM takes things to a whole new level. It's. I know. Well, I, mean, I don't want to get <clears throat> the, the, get bogged down in the kind of oh, it's supposed to celebrate M cars, and it's like it's not an M car. But I mean, well, you know, celebrating M cars would be money, something that was that was sort of agile and sleek, and. Um, really well, tap, yes. tapping into a driver's psyche. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I, I don't know. But it's the design that bothers me. Because it is, like you say about catchy pop songs, but then you can... A lot of good songs that then are brave and forward-looking take a bit of time to get used to, and then they yeah, that's start true. to make sense. Yeah, like and Because like, they don't follow the chord pattern that you might be expecting, or they don't really use the sounds you might be expecting. And yeah, um, Like Vampire Weekend songs. They take me about five years to get my head around them, and then they, I go, oh, that doesn't sound like someone falling down the stairs with a drum kit anymore. <laughs> falling through a loft hatch into a jazz instrument shop. I know, it's, it's true. I though, like Oxford it? Comma, but otherwise I find them a bit annoying for some reason. But, but the thing is, I don't think BMW are being clever or artful or just incredibly ahead of the game. I think in, in musical terms, they're just going, how can we be different for everyone else? And they're just mashing the keyboard. They are mashing the keyboard. smashing the guitar like DJ Khaled in that awful clip of him. That, it is the DJ Khaled of car design, isn't it? And they're just rubbing a load of naughty powder and they're up in their gums and then they're just whirling around in a studio going, make that bigger. I mean, look at the exhaust on the XM. They just look like Buzz Lightyear's sort of cannon arms. It's just bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's also that's the thing that's just if you look at good car design, you know, it's sort of all the angles and, and the radiuses and things are, are consistent. And I think BMW in a lot of their stuff for a long time now, just endless different angles. Look at the bumpers on a lot of minis. They're freaking awful the way that there's all these different lines at different angles and different thicknesses and radiuses and stuff. It's just it's just a mess. And I gather industry gossip is 
that they there's a sort of powerful faction within BMW design that thinks they are being brave and disruptive and actually there's a lot of designers and engineers within BMW who are quietly horrified at what's going on. Well, and, um, I'm all for disrupting. I think there's been a lot of I know, but cool disrupting isn't just behavior. running into a room and doing a shit on a table and then running out again, <laughs> is it? which is what BMW design is doing. I mean, yes, it will get people talking. That is true. Oh, no, it's, it's that guy again who's doing his Bavarian churros on the office table. <laughs> <laughs> Bavarian churros! Oh, no, BMW have laid another Bavarian churro on the table. Well, I'm just going to put that out there, like the person did on the office table in Bavaria. I've said in a, on, a, on, a, on a bit of social media when it came out, like, it makes me miss an E34 estate so much more than I already did. Because I just, I feel like, whatever happened to understated cool? Whatever happened yeah. to just doing less? What the less is more mantra? Mantra because at the moment more is more is just so much that I just want yeah. to run away and cry and put my. In but the- I'm also sensing, I'm sensing that there's going to be a move in car design because there always is because everything's cyclical towards yeah. a bit more minimalism. Did you see those Nissan concepts last week? Yeah, they announced four concept cars all based on their new electric platform. Yeah, and I wasn't wowed by the cars themselves if I'm honest but I did think that they were quite interesting that they were just very clean generally the sides of them were all sort of quite minimalist compared to a lot of what's been going on recently including their own sort of cash kind of things which has got quite a lot of bits and pieces and yeah. slashes and all that malarkey um, yeah we need to get away from the overly busyness or being busy yeah, for the sake of yeah we look at the new busy. Range Rover as another I mean Land Rover have sort of resisted for the most part a lot of the kind of random slashes and creases thing are they you know the Evoke and the Range Rover Sports have got quite a lot of line work that then the new Evoke got rid of, and then the Range Rover is very minimalist and sort of feel like that might be where other people start to follow, and BMW will just look incredibly silly because yeah. they just keep putting more and more stuff on their cars, and it's, Add it's more not stuff. attractive. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the so, XM, the BMW XM launch party? Um, that, yes. that looks like a place which I feel like you and I could have gone to. Yeah. We have to- <laughs> <laughs> We've done that thing where we deliberately wear clothes that don't match again. Oh, we would have yeah. done that. I mean, and I would have I would have probably done the whole, like, ever so slightly nervous, so I'm going to drink three times quicker just to get in, yeah. into it. <laughs> you know? A bit sick, because all I've eaten is one tiny, tiny volivant. That's right. Um, that you could balance on the fingertip of one hand. Uh, <laughs> I, I did think that party looked a little bit like the definitive flute centre. In a lot of ways, but maybe that's just because I'm old. Do you know what? Maybe that's maybe the day you saw it, it wasn't closed down. It was closed for a private function, and that private mm. function was the BMW XM like cool nighttime event, ra yeah. reveal, and that's where it all kicked off. All the people, have, all the fl- flirtists, all the like known fl- fl- flirtists, they were there. There was <laughs> there was billet ones, there was platinum ones, there was oversized yeah. ones, oh, aka the oboe. Or clarinet, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. <laughs> no, don't say that. We'll get we'll get messages. Oh, like, I'm pretty sure there's okay. Those, uh, um, oh, no, because flirt, flirt see... is, is side saddle, isn't it? It's side saddle playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like um, it's a bit like people that reverse by turning their bodies and putting their arm around the armrest, uh, the the other seat. Dad style well, reversing. Yeah, that's that just you've mentioned. That's dad reversing, isn't it? I've started doing that. But that's time. sort of side saddle driving in many ways. Mm, yeah, isn't it? A sort of. Salt. I drove a car. In Salt fact, off. yeah, the video goes. It will be out by now. By the time we record this, of a fully electric ex-Soviet um, brand new four by four, and they'd converted it to four wheel uh, to, to right hand drive, so you can order it as a right hand drive. But the pe- which is okay. It's a fun, funny, quirky thing. But the pedals, the orientation of the pedals is hmm. just so odd. They, they've They've stuffed the throttle so far into the right-hand corner of the footwell that you've almost got to put your foot out of the door to press the accelerator. It just <laughs> well, like it, a vintage car. Yes, it almost it it jars with me to the point where I I very nearly crashed it a few times and I was concentrating quite hard. Um, That's weird. Yeah, it was weird, but an interesting car. I quite I quite liked it off road. It was stunning, absolutely stunning. Well, we need to bring this this one to a halt by accidentally mashing the clutch because it's too far across but um 
that neat, leads me neatly into the three things that I have to tell people, which are firstly that you have a solo YouTube channel, and um, is it? Will it be up now? The the video do you say? Yeah, it'll be up. Yeah, that one will be up, and there might be even a barn find up. Oh, no, not a barn find, a car cave. Crikey! Yeah, churning them out. Yeah, um, What's going on? I am. I am. I'm just trying to get some trying to get some shit done before I have a break because I'm I'm fizzling out. I'm in limp home mode, Rich. Oh, are you? Um, yeah, yeah, the ECU's flickering. Yeah, might be a bit of watering. Might need to look. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the second thing I've got to tell you is that if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Monday the sixth of December, um, I am at Caffeine and Machine tonight, talking to uh, Alex Goy as part of his "I Love You Man" series. So if you uh, are a loose well end done. in the Warwickshire area tonight, sixth of December, come along to Caffeine and Machine and hear me uh, talking some rubbish with Alex. Um, if it's uh, not that date, then you've missed it, but hopefully it went quite well. And also I've got some books out. <laughs> the, other thing I need to tell you. Um, the third thing I'm going to tell you is something I haven't researched properly, but because we were talking about club cards earlier on, the origins of the Tesco club card are really weird because although they were, they were considering doing a scheme as it was eventually launched, it was rushed into service because the company was being blackmailed by a guy who was threatening to poison things in their shops. And so they used the club card as a way of covertly giving him money. What? They launched the club card scheme so that he could have... They they gave him a club card and then he could use it to withdraw money from cash machines. Very bizarre. The whole story is it's on record. I'll find a link and put it out there. But yeah, the class- oh, Richard, Tesco Club Card scheme was rushed into service to allow them a way of being able to acquiesce to the demands of a of a man who was. Um, I think he was threatening to inject blood, infected blood, into their products. Oh, my bloody word! I know. Um, well. I've got to add a fourth, fourth strangest thing, a f- interesting thing to this, mm. and that is, I feel like you and I should compete in the 2022 London to Brighton event, um, and so I'm going to try and register us and see if I can find an all days and onions to drive. This might not happen, <laughs> but I'm determined to make it happen. And we might go off course, and we might stop off at a Brian's house en route. Yeah, do you know what someone pointed out? I forgot uh, the, the uh, Brian Brian Harvey, of course, who we mentioned earlier. Oh, the quintessential my God. Brian, and that would be the ultimate London to Brian. Everyone could arrive at his house, and then he could borrow one of the cars and accidentally run over himself again for old times' sake. And instead of wearing old man's kind of clothing, should we just wear Burberry? <laughs> and we go and meet, and we go and meet Brian Harvey. And Brian Harvey comes with us, so we go over the finish line with the Harvey, with his with a white jacket on. Oh my gosh! This could be in an all days and onions. This would just be like a. This would be bigger than Avengers ensemble. It's it, be amazing. It's possibly the most meta thing that we'll ever attempt. <laughs> anyway, that's all to come. But for now, thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you uh, for those people who uh, shared their Spotify stats um, and showed that we were their number one podcast. Um, yeah, I do appreciate. Really, that. thank you. Um, and we will do all of this again next week until then thank you for listening goodbye thanks and goodbye
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.